You're entering the Drop Biscuit Studios time machine to listen to classic Fame is a Bitch. Hey everybody, AJ Benzi here with Fame is a Bitch. This is your daily unfiltered podcast for June 15th, 2021. We are halfway through the month. 30 days has September, April, June, and November, and we are halfway done. My birthday was, Jesus Christ, my birthday was two weeks away. Wow, that went fast. I'm not really prepared for this show. I, I decided to just to jump on the uh, microphone and talk about shit I want to talk about. Sometimes those shows are magic. Sometimes they're not. So if you're keeping score at home, I don't really give a shit. Although I do have a couple of exclusives. One for sure. One that I think I nailed. I'll get to those in a second. But I'm watching TV and... You know, I, I just got done reading about Jennifer Lopez wearing Ben Affleck's shirt or, or sweater or whatever the fuck she was wearing. It's obviously a move that women do when they feel really comfortable with the guy. And it's, a, you know, it's as a man, you feel like, oh, that's really sexy. She's wearing my shit. I get it. I get it. This may sound very narcissistic and embarrassing, but I would always hang a, I had a big white dress shirt. I also had a blue one that was softer. And I'd hang those on the back hooks of my bathroom door so that whenever I was with a woman and she went to the bathroom to freshen up or clean up or what have you, inevitably, seven out of ten times, she would come out with my shirt on. And that's a turn-on. And it makes you want to go again. You think I'm lying? Try it. You'll see. It's a little trick. little trick of the trade. That worked for me, and the girls love to wrap their little bodies in a man's shirt, and they can smell your cologne on the neckline, and believe me, they come into bed with a different attitude. Guys, I'm telling you, try it. All right, that's just one of my tips of the week. But um, I just got to thinking that Ben Affleck, you know, Jennifer Garner, I think, is a very beautiful girl. Man, I think she's, I mean, I really think she's beautiful. So I got nothing bad to say about her. She's obviously a very, um, you know, um, sweet girl, probably religious, very good, buttoned down, you know. And after a while, years with Ben, who's a gambler and a drinker and a smoker, and it just got to be like, this isn't going to work out. The fact that she loved him and always got him help with rehab, I give Jennifer Garner a ton of credit. I'll never dislike her. In fact, I'll always think she's one of the tippy toppers. I I really think that much of her. But I watched a commercial, and of course she comes on, and of course she says a line she said around 100,000 times. With the Capital One credit card, what's in your wallet? And you go, oh, my God. Ben, that's got to be so fucking boring to hear, you know? You can see a guy getting bored of that kind of shit when you hear J-Lo singing and dancing her ass off in Miami or wherever the hell she is. There's that or there's what's in your wallet? I mean, come on. Come on. You know who a guy's going to choose. How? Great, do we feel that Chrissy Teigen took a beating from the media, from the public, 
from the cancel culture. And now she's decided to go back on social media. I don't know if you saw this, but she wrote a long text in which she said, Hi, all. It's been a very humbling few weeks. I know I've been quiet, and Lord knows you don't want to hear about me, but I want you to know I've been sitting in a hole of deserved global punishment, the ultimate sit here and think about what you've done. Not a day, not a single moment has passed where I haven't felt the crushing weight of regret for the things I've said in the past. Boy, she is really trying to get those brands back on board. As you know, a bunch of my old awful, awful, awful tweets resurfaced, and I'm truly ashamed of them. As I look at them and understand that the hurt they caused, I, I have to stop and wonder, how could I have done that? Then she addressed her bullying of uh, Stodden, you know, who she really destroyed. And I'm not going to use her pronouns, okay? And she said, I I've apologized publicly to one person, but there are others and more than just a few who I need to say I'm sorry to. I'm in the process of privately reaching out to the people I've insulted. It's like my own version of that show, My Name is Earl. I understand that they may not want to speak to me, but I don't think I'd like to speak to me. The real truth in all of this is how much I actually cannot take confrontation. But if they do, I'm here and I will listen to what they have to say while apologizing through sobs. Chrissy Teigen, you deserve to get whatever the fuck you get. You were the epitome and probably are the epitome of a girl who got work because you were born beautiful. And as you've gotten older, you've gotten a pan face and you've become that shrunken apple witch face. And people care less and less about your looks, which is all you had to go on. You're not funny and glib. You're not going to get jobs on television anymore. So you can have what you have with your podcast, and you can try to get your branding deals back. But the truth of the matter is, you were a cunt a long time. And now you're going to get your ass kicked. And it's it needs to happen. So I'm glad she apologized. She should have said what she said, but she needs to get more swift kicks in the ass. And I'm still not bucking off my, my prediction that by the end of summer, John Legend will be talking about divorce. I'm not. A few weeks ago, during another episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I don't know if you saw Kim Kardashian revealed to her sisters, Courtney and Chloe, that she took her first year law student's examination, which is also called the baby bar exam, and she scored a 474, which was 86 points lower than the 560 she needed to pass. And she blamed the test results on, you know, I raised four kids on my own. I'm running a business during the pandemic and getting COVID. She also said the test is harder when you're trying to cram four years of law school into three. And her sisters encouraged her to take the test at the next possible time. And it sounds like Kim took their advice, except this time she managed to score even lower. She got a 463. 
And then she finally revealed that she again failed the baby bar. She said, I failed. Fuck, I failed. I know. She cried last week about the marriage to Kanye. It is a 40-year-old woman saying, fuck, I failed. She's going to law school online. And she told her lawyers on the phone about her second attempt at the test. She said, this is really annoying. Pretty much the same thing, but a little worse than the first time I took it and failed. Now, she didn't say when she took the exam, and she didn't specify when she might take it again, if she chooses to do that. But she really wants to be a lawyer, so she probably will. Now, a score of 560 is a 70%, which means we're dealing with 800 points. A 463 works out to about 58%. So she got at least half the answers right, and that's got to count for something. I mean... This is Kim Kardashian we're talking about. She gets points for even taking the exam a second time, doesn't she, guys? You know how much reading that is? Especially for a person who's so rich to actually read? It's not easy. I mean, when you're rich, you're rich. When you're rich and you're asked to read and study, that's, that's not even fair, guys. This is a person who's so rich, she undoubtedly employs someone whose only job is to read what's on the back of the protein bars she eats, not to mention that she did the full exam. But by the way, a good friend of mine, Frankie Giant, I call him the world's greatest attorney, Frankie John Tomasi the damn good attorney in Newark, New Jersey. He doesn't know what the hell she's talking about with his baby bar. He said, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for many, many years. What the hell is a baby bar exam? Is that some hippie California thing? I never heard of it. Is it multiple choice questions? In my state, law school is three years. The bar is three days long. And it was all written. Only our ethics exam on a separate day was multiple choice. Now, let me just correct some of the things Kim Kardashian says. Kim, you have nannies. You have caretakers who raise your children. You're running a business during a pandemic by employing people in positions of responsibility that know much more than you do. And on top of all this, you're getting help by studying under the guidance of two lawyers. While 99% of law students don't have that same luxury. She doesn't have a college degree, and I think you need one to attend an accredited law school. Am I wrong? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But this poor girl wants to be a lawyer, but it looks like only the genes, the only genes she inherited from her father was Levi's 501s because she'll never get to where he was. And speaking of the Kardashians, Caitlyn Jenner has accused Jimmy Kimmel of transphobia. And I'm glad she did this because Jimmy Kimmel's been a fucking snobbish prick. Kimmel called her the Donald Trump, he called her Donald Trump in a wig. I've been watching Kimmel here and there. He doesn't get laughs even when the applause sign lights up. That's not a good sign. You know, and 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 Caitlin is trying to, you know, become the next Republican governor of California. And she went on Twitter the other night and she slammed him. And she wondered about why is there so much silence from the LGBTQ community in the wake of that remark? Which is what I've always said about this fucking community. They're full of shit. They're, they're full of shit. They don't protect their own. Last night, Jimmy Kimmel called me Donald Trump with a wig. He obviously believes that trans women are simply men with wigs on. Where is the outrage from the LGBT community that's what Caitlyn Jenner wrote. Being woke must be optional if you're a Democrat. Good for her. Good for fucking her. And then people say, yeah, she's just trying to get attention. Caitlyn Jenner has a better chance of being the next Batman than she does governor of California. She knows little to nothing about anything, really. And then some Twitter people lashed out at Kimmel calling him a bigot and a transphobe. And I think he is. Somebody wrote, I, I can't stand, I cannot stand Jenner. And I understand the root of that comparison, but it's transphobic to compare it to a man in a wig. It's a gross joke. It is. It is. In this day of cancel culture, that's the kind of joke that's got to be stopped or Jimmy's got to deal with it. But no one makes him deal with it. There are a lot of tweets over the weekend. There was some very politically incorrect jokes and skits that Jimmy Kimmel made during his comedy career. You know what I'm talking about. He received a pass from the woke mob about his use of blackface and the racist actions, imitating Carl Malone and speaking in a black voice. Let's not forget about making women, women try to feel what's down his pants when he had the man show with Adam Carolla. Disgusting. And Caitlin also accused Kimmel of harassment. And she showed an old clip to the program, The Man Show, like I said, where women get to touch his pants and get what was inside of it. This is the Jimmy Kimmel who, when I said on the show that somebody who's very close to me was a dancer at a Vegas strip club. And she said very nice things about Jimmy Kimmel. He came in with his, at that point, girlfriend, who's now his wife. 
And he was so happy about how much fun his then-girlfriend was having. And Jimmy kept holding the dancer's pinky as she danced. Whatever. I've been to strip clubs a million times. I get the little bits of intimacy that happen. And he must have been very turned on that his girlfriend was getting turned on. And I said something very nice. I said, after all was said and done, he asked the dancer about her children and her son. And she said, my son goes to private school. And Jimmy said, what's the tuition for a year? And she told him. And he said, I've had such a good time with my girlfriend. I've never seen her be this way. I'm going to pay for your son's tuition. And he went ahead and did it. Now, that's a great story, right? I told it on Corolla. But then the powers that be behind Adam Corolla said, we can't, we can't let that go. Jimmy's your friend. He'll go bananas. And they fucking took it out. Pussies. Pussies. There's nothing wrong with what he did. But you got to protect the great Jimmy Kimmel. I used to love him. I fucking can't stand him now. Caitlyn Jenner is right in what she's saying. And I'm not one of these people who, you know me, I hate the whole cancel culture bullshit, but she's right. You know, she also posted a screenshot from an LA Times article about backlash Kimmel had procured in 2013 after his show aired a clip of a kid saying, kill everyone in China. But this guy gets away with murder. And after Jenna shared her stream of tweets, some people chose to side with her. And some chose to side with Kimmel, saying he was more of an advocate for the LGBTQ community, which is bullshit. People tell Kayla, you turn your back on the LGBT crowd and the trans community because you voted for Trump, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Thursday night wasn't the first time Kimmel has hit out on Jenna. After she announced her bid for governor back in May, Jimmy went on his show and said, is it transphobic to call a trans person an ignorant asshole? Or does calling that trans person an ignorant asshole, even though she happens to be a trans person, does that show that we don't discriminate against ignorant assholes, no matter what gender? No matter what their gender orientation is, it's a tough one. I don't know. I guess we need to let the internet decide that tomorrow. What a pompous asshole. Really, he really is. Anyhow, here is the exclusive finale. That Well, first, let me tell you about something that I think I'm on to, and I I had a conversation with a very good buddy of mine who's a fantastic journalist. I've mentioned Bert Kearns before. And we were talking about this guy who broke the story of Bill Clinton on the tarmac with Attorney General Loretta Lynch during a time where Hillary Clinton's emails were being investigated. And it, it appeared to smart people that Bill was trying to get Loretta Lynch to calm that down and let it go away. And this guy, Christopher Sign, this reporter in Alabama, broke that story. Great story. Well, he committed suicide the other day at 45 years old. Very odd. 
And then there's another person in Alabama who was a preacher. And he also committed suicide on June 7th. And initially, you go, well, preacher, reporter, committed suicide, who knows? Yesterday's Patreon, you know, I included Christopher Sign's suicide as part of the whole Clinton situation where people who work for them or do them dirty end up dying or committing suicide. And that seemed to be the way to go. It was entertaining, it made sense, and that's the way I went. But having spoken to Bert Kearns and thought about it, the combination of Chris Sion committing suicide, a 45-year-old journalist who lived for his profession, and then this preacher doing the same thing, something was fishy. So we started looking up articles on them, and dare I say, images of them. And when I looked up articles on the preacher, he made no bones saying that he suffered as a child at the hands of somebody who molested him. And right away I thought, oh boy, it takes a monster to make a monster. If somebody molested him, was he molesting little boys as a preacher? Is that why he committed suicide? Was an investigation coming down? But how would that explain Christopher Science's suicide, who was a journalist? Well, I did some looking. I did some Googling. One picture I saw of him and his wife. Boy, did it hit the antennas on my head. You cannot have better manicured eyebrows than your wife. You can't and expect me to think you're straight. I'm sorry if that sounds so ridiculous, but that's the way my mind works. That's the way a lot of great journalists' minds work. And then I saw a picture of him posing. And he sat there and he had his elbow on the arm of his chair and he had his hand placed on his clavicle. And he looked so innocent and actually pretty. And I thought, my God. Here is a gay man. Sorry if you're going to get mad at me thinking a picture doesn't tell a thousand words. It doesn't. A picture says a million words. Christopher Sign, I don't give a fuck how long he was married for. He was not a straight guy. Or even if he was straight, he was diddling boys. And I think the preacher was obviously doing the same thing. And that's why both of them committed suicide in the same week. Is there an investigation coming down in Alabama? We're going to find out soon. But rather than throw him in the pile of people who got Clinton-sided or Arkansas-sided, let's think about this other alternative. And when that comes true, just remember who told you with the help of my buddy, Bert Kearns. And finally, guys, here is the exclusive finale that nobody has picked up on. I gave this to you months ago. Nobody picked it up, but allow me to give you the rest. Remember when I said the, 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 the morning news host and very pretty Natalie Morales was fucking around? She also hosts Dateline from time to time. I told you some months ago, she liked to meet random guys at the LAX airport 
at the hotel bar next to LAX. Whenever she was leaving town, she'd leave early, stay at the hotel near LAX so she could get up early and fly to wherever she was going. The Sochi Olympics, you name it. She wanted to be there rather than her home. And while she was there, she picked up some randos. Oh, boy. Phone call. Sorry. It's my sister. Jack's going to answer. Oh, oh, I wish I could pick up and let you hear Rosalie talk to me about what she wants to buy. No, Jack picked up. Okay. It's always about food. I, AJ, tonight I was thinking about shish kebab. I was thinking about the... All right, Rosalie. But anyhow. Natalie Morales, the very beautiful Natalie Morales, liked to pick up randos at an airport Hilton. And what's happened recently, I mean, when she met these guys, she would tell them that, you know, uh, I want to keep this quiet. I'm somebody who can't be known in public to do this. You know, she was very as discreet as she could be. And I happened to meet. One man who told me everything, and it all checked out. Well, now comes word. Another friend of mine is friends with, well, his wife is friends with her. And since nothing happened with that story, Natalie has now told people that her relationship with her husband is lousy, and she's wanted a divorce for the past few years. She's planning to file for divorce very soon, but she's worried that she'll lose a lot to her husband in court. Now, I reported that months ago. She doesn't want the publicity. She dreads the publicity and the public speculation that's going to come with a divorce. But this is not the first time that she picked up a guy for a one-night stand at a particular hotel bar. She likes to insist they go back to her room, not is. And what my friend told me, and excuse me, ladies, I was told she is all mouth. She likes to use her mouth, but she's also very good with her hands. And she likes it rough, but she won't do anything that leaves marks, obviously. And she's also a filthy talker. And her breasts are real. And she's not shaved down there. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for saying this next thing. She does not swallow. She runs to the bathroom to spit it out. Either way, it's a fun night to spend at an airport Hilton, don't you think, men? So now comes word that Natalie confessed that she and her husband have been separated for months. Is it because of my story? And they're now setting their affairs through a mediator, settling their affairs through a mediator, and it's been a nightmare. Her and her husband both have lots of stocks plus multiple properties. He moved out months ago. I'm not trying to be, like, happy about this, but it was my story that did this. And she and her husband took their sons to Seattle a couple of weeks ago because her oldest is visiting colleges. Her oldest is 17, and he turns 18 in November. And she said she's concerned about child support costs for her youngest. And apparently, her oldest son is very mad at mommy. Natalie's not saying why, and, you know, my friend's friend didn't push it. But he wouldn't speak to her for weeks, and he blocked her on Instagram. And she was bitching about how her husband stopped wearing his wedding ring, even though she only wears hers when she's on the air. 
Well, Natalie, he got to know what you do when you're alone at these airport Hiltons, baby. You know, it's kind of like Jennifer Aniston's character on The Morning Show on Apple TV. They're keeping it cordial in front of the kids. Her oldest spent the holidays with his dad in Colorado. And I guess when her husband's father died on the first of the year, they didn't call Natalie and her youngest until the next day, which really pissed her off. And fortunately, because of his passing, it kind of forced a reconciliation with her oldest. And Natalie is telling people it was heartbreaking, the news, you know, it was heartbreaking the news to her parents because they like her husband a lot. And she wants to move to Vail full-time after her oldest graduates high school, but she knows it'll be hard because her husband works here in L.A. and she travels a lot, so the husband would have to look after the kids when she's away. And when one of the ladies in the group of my friends asked her if she's seeing anyone, Natalie said, not really. And then she laughed and said, it's just much easier to just hook up with somebody. But she is holding out hope that she'll find love at some point. She just turned 49, and she's kind of afraid that nobody worthwhile will want some old chick. Natalie, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful, successful woman. You're going to be fine. 49 ain't shit. You're in the prime of your life, baby. Just keep hitting those hotels. You'll find somebody. But I wanted to give you the closure to that story that I broke months ago that Radar Magazine was too frightened to publish. Sometimes the writer knows more than the editor and publisher, and that was one of those situations. Anyhow, that's it for today. Kind of a short show, 28 minutes, but you can deal with it. I'll be back tomorrow with some good shit. Don't you dare worry. I'm AJ Benza. That was your Daily Unfiltered Podcast for June 15th, 2021. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Fame is a Bitch is an AJ Benza Drop Biscuit Studios production featuring the endless wisdom, insightful commentary, and sometimes fucked up perspective of AJ Benza. Executive producer, Mike Agavino. 